<laughs> Good. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy, and tonight I'm joined by Eric. Juliet. <laughs> tonight we're covering a very special Christmas movie called Ladies of the 80s, A Diva Christmas. And it basically took um, famous actresses from 80s dramas, sitcoms, procedurals, <laughs> um, and got them together to do this movie. Um, we'll roll the credits and we'll get right into it. So, I don't know if I mentioned this on the air or if we just talked about it. I don't, I know who Lonnie Anderson is. I've never seen anything she's done in the 80s. Did <laughs> uh, you ever I, see anything she's done ever? <laughs> um, I saw her play Candy Spelling on Store, um, So Notorious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. That was funny. But, like, I knew who she was. So maybe I've seen her in things growing up and I just didn't know who she was. I was going to talk about Lonnie. So Lonnie um, plays Lily Marlowe. And did you notice the little play with the last names by chance when you watched it? Everybody that had, a la like, all the main actresses had their last name from a show that they were on. Okay. So Lonnie Anderson played Lily Marlowe, who was... She was Jennifer Marlowe on WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh. Morgan Fairchild was Margot Roberts. She was Jordan Roberts on Falcon Crest. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nicolette Sheridan played Juliet Matheson. Oh, wow. I'm surprised that name didn't pop out at me. Right? Well, I mean, I don't know if they said their last names a lot. Mm -hmm. I just looked everything up ahead of time because I was curious. Okay. Um, so Linda Gray, Lauren Ewing, uh, Donna Mills, Dana Cunningham. Huh. Um, yeah. And I think that's it. I guess oh, that and uh, Chris Christopher Atkins played Linda Gray's man. His name was Pete. He was Peter on Dallas. Okay. The young guy that she fell for. Yeah. Which oh, I thought was cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. I liked it a lot. I mean, I guess they would have had to give um, Donna Mills' character a different name than Ewing, because that would be weird if the both um, Linda Gray and um, Donna Mills had the same last name. <laughs> right. Luckily, well, um, Abby had a lot of last names to choose from. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, right? I know. It was funny, because um, I did notice it, and then I, then I looked it up, and then I saw... When I saw Lonnie Anderson was Marlowe, and I was like, oh, because I was wondering whose name number she was going to use because she didn't do any primetime soaps, which she should have because mm -hmm. I thought she was excellent in this movie. Um, so the premise of the movie is that this group of ladies that did a soap opera that was based out of New York that ended, I don't even remember what, 20, they said 20, 30 years ago, um, for a reunion Christmas live show. Which would be really interesting to see, for real. Like, I would love to see something like that. I would, too. And I think they could pull it off. Because didn't One Life to Live do a couple of live shows toward the end of they, the turn? 
they did a, a few times for ratings. So, like, mm-hmm. they'll do, um, and not that they needed the ratings, but they just did it, I guess, for to change it up for May sweeps, November sweeps. Like, they did a week. They did a week at a time, right. and they they hardly flubbed. Like, they hardly messed up. Yeah, there's probably a couple things that they did that you know that we didn't see, but yeah, I didn't notice anything. Um, each of the ladies is kind of holding back a secret. Um, Morgan Fairchild's character is, <laughs> I laughed because she's supposed to be playing their mother and I would assume <laughs> stepmother. But yeah, stepmother. They're in character, they call her mother. <laughs> right, right. I guess because she was the stepmother. And then Linda Gray is supposed to be like the long lost daughter. So I would think she was biological. <laughs> But yeah, she's Morgan Fairchild's daughter. <laughs> I know the the soap part of it, I didn't get at all, but it was really funny because I feel like they gave a nod to every single soap out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was so. Fun. There were things that seemed familiar, like they were adding parts of the actresses' real lives into it, just like a heightened version, almost like BH nine hundred two and zero. Yeah. Um. So, Donna Mills or whoever runs Donna Mill's social media is very, you know, social media savvy. <laughs> and mm-hmm, yeah. so is her character in this movie. She's all about the selfie um, and promoting it on Instagram. Yeah, um, that was funny. So that made me think, and actually Lynn texted me, and we were both were wondering, does Linda Gray secretly love junk food? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she doesn't. And that's why she did the heightened version, or she does, you know. Right. <laughs> I'm not um, positive. She looked like she was really eating those pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> so Nicolette Sheridan's character, Juliet. Juliet. Um, and Donna Mills' character, apparently were really close Dana. when they were on the show. Um, they were roommates. The show was filmed in New York. They were just starting out type of thing. Yeah. Um, this is not anything against like the looks of the ladies. It's just a, a fact. Um, Donna Mills is at least 20 plus years older than Nicolette Sheridan. So that would have placed Nicolette in her 20s and maybe Donna in her 40s. Why would a 40-something be living with a 20-something as a roommate? Just starting yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Don- but you got to remember, Donna doesn't look her age. No, not at all. At all. No. So I feel like they could get away with it. Donna was, you know? Donna was like, if not forty, pushing forty when she started on Knots Landing. Right, right. Um, yeah. Also, her birthday was yesterday, I believe. So happy belated birthday! Yes, yes. <laughs> happy birthday, Donna! <laughs> if you uh, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what? I don't know anything about this, but did um Nicolette and Donna have like? Not a feud, but did they not get along on knots? I mean, their characters didn't. Yeah, I was trying to think if that was like something that they were playing up. Probably. Um, the way I mean, the way they the writers um, like wrote their characters, it seems like they were similar, you know, in that sense. Because if like this is all speculation, because obviously I don't know, but right. If there were any kind of tension on set between the two actresses back then, that would make her whole Abby scale line like even juicier. <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> she got the last word. 
<laughs> I I don't think there was. I really don't. Um, I don't know. I mean, they wouldn't have done this movie. I feel. I don't know. I feel like they probably got along. Yeah, and they were mostly in different storylines. It was only kind of like I was thinking when about Abby that too. Was... It wasn't until like season ten when Abby was more around right. and yeah, because remember, didn't they work together? Um, what was it called? Where they work the office, Greg's. Oh, I just um, watched all fourteen seasons yet. I can't remember the Sumner Group. His name. The Sumner Group. Thank you. <laughs> His name. Yeah, that was hard. <laughs> but I know every name of the people in this movie, damn it. <laughs> yeah, the Sumner group. So I remember a bunch of little exchanges between them. I don't know if they ever physically fought. They might have slapped once or twice. I don't remember. But So the person that's um gathering these ladies to film this special, um, I think they said he was on the show as a child actor. As a child actor, yeah. Um, so he's the writer for the the reunion. His name's and Alex. He invites an old classmate of his to direct it. No. No? <laughs> no. Her name was No. And oh, he no. Was. <laughs> Did you say no? <laughs> I was like, no. no. <laughs> Sorry, it must be my Northeast Philly accent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who clearly has been um, holding a torch for him since they were in college. And of course, he's like the hottest British man. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so they haven't seen each other in years. Are we supposed to just like accept that she's just been like not moving on, hoping one day she would see him again? And I think it was, <laughs> I think it was, it was only five years. And I guess, like, he was, like, she, they, they got along really well in college. I remember that they talked about, like, making movies together in college. And, um, yeah, so he's just, like, oh, let me give her a call and see if she wants to work on this. And clearly they both are, like, secretly crushing on each other. I felt like this was kind of a side storyline, which is, like, not usual in these movies. Because, you know, it's, look who they got back to right. come on, you know. So I feel like they were really focused on the ladies and it was just kind of like, a, oh, you know, the ladies are jumping in, kind of helping them get, you know, get together or whatever. Um, Morgan Fairchild's character is holding Margo. a secret that um, she's broke. Yeah. Her last, her, her last husband um, pretty much took all her money. <laughs> well, he took all her money and he died. So I was really confused. So he must have just spent frivolously because he's the Maybe one who died. Maybe, yeah. And it, and I guess he hid it somehow from her. Um, so we later find out that the jewelry she's wearing is actually costume jewelry. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, so the way that Nicolette was portraying this character was giving me very Evie Britt. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Just the way she carried herself and her wardrobe, like the off-the-shoulder like wardrobe, it was very Evie Britt. Um, and I don't know if that's just Nicolette, but I don't remember Paige Matheson acting or having those mannerisms. So it just felt like no, <laughs> no Paige. I guess, like you said, they had to play a heightened sense of a diva, I guess, because it was a diva story. So mm -hmm. I feel like they were like catty, but not like a super monster bitch, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like they all 
covered it pretty well. So I guess I didn't get to this part in Dallas. Um, Linda Gray's character's husband or boyfriend, companion, whatever he is, um, you mentioned was on Dallas. Yes, Christopher Atkins for like two seasons. For two seasons? (laughs) Yeah. Clearly I have not made it to the seasons yet. (laughs) I want to say six and seven maybe. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. The big part. I skipped six. I watched the season, Bobby's last season, because I wanted to see him die. And then I skipped the dream season because I wanted to see him undie. <laughs> I don't understand. For being a completist, you're not completing these soaps. <laughs> I, got, I got bored in season five, and I was like, I really don't want to watch season six, so I skipped to Bobby's last season. <laughs> we got to cover every soap then, because you need to see the soap and be in it. <laughs> Well, um, I, I, so they brought Christopher Atkins on as kind of a love interest for Lucy. Okay. And his name was Peter. I forget his last name. Peter something. I don't remember. But um, they brought him on, and he was like a swim instructor. Okay. So he would he would come and he'd hang out with Lucy, and of course, um, Sue Ellen was around, so. There, and then uh, um, he bonded with uh, John Ross Jr. Oh. So he taught John Ross how to swim, and, and he got really close to Peter. And by them two being close, he kind of connected with Sue Ellen. And, of course, you know, JR cheated with every somebody different every season. So Sue Ellen, I mean, they didn't, like, jump right in the sack or anything. It kind of was a really slow progression storyline. It hmm. took them, like, a year to, like, sleep together. <laughs> See my favorite. But it was side, good. They had good chemistry. My favorite side relationship for Sue Ellen was Dusty Farlow. I love Dusty Farlow. <laughs> I love Dusty, but I do not like how they wrote him later on. <laughs> like why they broke up was just dumb to me. He came and went a lot, and it also creeped me out that like they were putting Sue Ellen with like Clayton a little bit. Like they were kind of toying oh, really? with that, and I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like that either. And so then no, I liked um Lucy's husband, the doctor Afton's brother that she that Lucy was married to in season Mitch. four. Mitch, Mitch, I liked him. Yeah, Dallas had a way of screwing up a lot of couples in a shitty way. <laughs> <laughs> like they could have done great things. I have. We, we got to talk with Dallas another time because I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> but well, just, I just, a Divas Christmas. <laughs> they, had, they had a lot of um, like uh, male writers. So you can see a lot of like, like crap writing for the women. Like some things were good, but some things, you know. But like I said, we'll go into right. back to Divas Christmas, like you said. Um. So at first, Nicolette is not Nicolette's character. Julia is not um, doing the reunion because she doesn't want to see um, Dana. Dana, yeah. Um, but she ends up showing up. Well, her son talked her into it. I thought it was her son, but I was unclear about that. <laughs> yeah, that was her son. Um, apparently. <laughs> Dana said she tried to apologize around 
2000 because she thought that the the world was gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did she say like she wouldn't take my call or she never called me back or something like that? And she just I never tried it. again. <laughs> yeah, just never tried again. <laughs> that was funny. They had a lot of like little things like that in it. That's why I like the the dialogue a lot. It was funny. And the women seem to take an interest in matchmaking. They like the chemistry between um, Alex and them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that was, was cute. Once they all got on board to do it, um, once Juliet was in and they all accept that, that kind of became their like bonding focus is to get those two together. <laughs> well, remember, um, why were they going to leave? Oh, Juliet said, I'm going to do the show or whatever. And Dana was like, well, I'm not going to do it if you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, well, I'm going to do it. And then Dana was like, oh, well, then I'm not. <laughs> she like <laughs> packing her shit to leave. Uh -huh. And then I think, um, who was it? Uh, Linda Gray. Lauren's, Lauren heard overheard Alex and Nell or whatever. And he was saying, like, oh, it's going to ruin my career if this doesn't work out because the network, blah, blah, blah. So Lauren goes to all the ladies, gathers them, be like, listen, we got to make this work. You know, we worked with him and, you know, we got to try to get along, even though we hate each other or whatever issues we have, you know. Mm -hmm. So then they all stay and play nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a a nighttime scene where uh, Morgan Fairchild's character is in the kitchen. Right. And um, <laughs> <laughs> who came down? Was it Nicolette? Uh, Juliet came down, but I forget if somebody else. Oh, um, uh, I think Lily was there. Lonnie Anderson. Okay. Lily and, and Margot were talking, and then uh, Juliet came down because she wanted a midnight snack. Mm -hmm. And they were all like bonding um, and kind of talking about Dana behind her back, but not real, not in a bad way. <laughs> right. Um, but then she came. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else happened? I watched, sorry, I watched this like a week ago. So I'm like trying to like jog my memory. <laughs> <and everything happened. laughs> I know I watched it twice. I took notes and then this, I watched it again without taking notes. Um, so uh, oh, I liked Lily. Remember when they when they were fighting? I did like this part with um Lily, Lonnie Anderson. Um, they were all like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave," and then Morgan's like, or Margot's like, "I'm gonna leave." Everybody was gonna leave, and Lily's like, "Um, can I play all the parts?" And I'll be like, "Multiple, multiple personalities." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, she just cracked me up. She was just so funny. She was just so chill. <laughs> I mean, she is funny. If you like, you said you never seen her comedy, but she is she's very funny. She, she's good. So now I forget. Did the revelations of like their all their secrets happen before they filmed? Like before they went live, or was it after? I feel like it was. Uh, it feels like know. it would be before because then they would all like be like, well, like, it wasn't because remember it wasn't working out. And Alex, like, they were acting, but they weren't, like, killing it like Alex wanted. And he's like, oh, I got to do rewrites and stuff to make it work. 
you know, yeah. they're not like getting along. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Oh, and then we got to point out, um, Dana's daughter is the one that kind of convinces her to stay after the whole thing. Which was Juliet, which was um, Anna Mills' real daughter in real life. Yes, her real daughter, which they didn't give a name in this movie. They didn't? And actually, I looked, I looked, when I looked it up, I saw it just says Dana's daughter. <laughs> it doesn't say her name. And I'm like, and then when I watched it again, I'm like, yeah, they don't say her name. <laughs> like, she could have just used her real name, be like, oh, Chloe, you know, I think her name's Chloe. Chloe Mills, I believe. We also saw Patricia Darbo. Yes. And I felt like she was very underused. I'm like, she was in it for two minutes. Uh-huh. And I really thought, I thought they did. Even with Pete, like um, Christopher Atkins, I'm like, I thought he'd be in it a little more. And I guess they could have filled more, filmed more scenes, but they have to fit it to like an hour and 23 minutes for Lifetime. Mm-hmm. So they could have done things. Because I'm like, I wanted to see um, Pete and um, Lauren get together, like be together in a scene, except for just on the phone, you know? Yeah. So I was a little, I mean, as a. Like I knew who they were. So. <laughs> <laughs> like they were both on Dallas. Okay. Um. No. So what I'm talking about is when they were doing the live show, and it wasn't like people online were saying they hated it. It was boring. Like nothing was happening. Right. Did, did all their revelations happen before they filmed that? Started filming oh, that, that after. I, I think, like I said, I think it was kind of happening as it was unfolding, like the story. Um, I have to look, though. Hold on. It was before. I just remembered. Because um, Lonnie, Lonnie's revelation was that she had gray hair. <laughs> oh, and yeah, that was the night she, before. Yeah, yeah. She kept it gray for the live showing. <laughs> Well, she had walked in on Lauren. Lauren was stuffing her face with pretzels, and <laughs> and and like uh, Lily was like, "Oh, I have a secret too." And then you like it, the camera pans away because Lonnie actually, I guess, has blonde hair or wears blonde wigs. I don't know. And then was like holding up her wig in the next scene, <laughs> <laughs> and she looked good with both colors. I, <laughs> Greg was like half watching it with me, and he's like, "It actually looks good." <laughs> it was. It was really cute. <laughs> I like I like seeing them all together because I just I don't know I'm such a big soap fan so I'm like um I can watch them read the Bible and they'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Fairchild's um, revelation was that she's broke. Um, yeah. So the reason why Dana left Juliet was darker than I thought it would be. Right, it was. I didn't know what was going to happen either. I was expecting something fluffy. I don't know. But when she said she slept with her husband or um, whoever she was. Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's dark. (laughs) Well, she did. And she did a good thing. She basically ended her career. You know, she was like, she just left after that. And that's why she just stopped talking to her. Because as you saw, like, Juliet, like, was, I don't know, like, was, kind of confused that why they were weren't talking she really didn't know mm-hmm. like the whole time she's like i don't know what i did you know like it's just kind of she's just mad at me she just don't like me whatever 
Yeah, well, she felt abandoned. Right. Because they were roommates, and they were friends, and they were co-workers. And yeah. she didn't know what she did or what happened. So Yeah. Um, she was a little bit more forgiving than I think I would have been, even though it was in the past and she's not with that guy. I'd be I'd be a little bit pissed off. <laughs> I know, I think so she's too. Like, hey, you did me a favor. I'm like, mm, I'd be a little bit more angry. <laughs> yeah. Um she took it like a chance. <laughs> she was just like, you know, and after all these years, you know, I really missed my friend like more than anything. I mean it probably would have been a different story if it, you know, if they were stayed friends and it came out, you know, they probably wouldn't ever speak to, you know, to yeah. each other again. But I guess since um, Juliet's um, marriage didn't work out, um, you know, she just didn't care <laughs> anymore. She's <laughs> like, whatever, what's past is past. And it's a Christmas movie. We got to be happy and move on. <laughs> we don't have time for that. Yeah. Um. So during the live taping, it's bombing. People on social media are just like, this is crap. Like, this is so boring. Um, so now they're trying to think in commercial break. They're like, they need to improvise. We need to, like, figure something out. They need to be meaner. So then the girls decide that just they're just going to start attacking each other on camera. And it basically <laughs> becomes a food fight <laughs> on <Right>. camera. <laughs> well, remember, Margot read, read Alex's lips. <laughs> she said, I, I learned to read lips um, during Anne Bancroft's perform, or when I performed as Anne Bancroft in um, The Miracle Worker on Broadway. <laughs> uh, all their lines, I, I just love their lines. They cracked me up. They were funny. Um, so, yeah, so basically the food fight became like yeah. that heightened, campy Dallas bitch fest that everybody. Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, dynasty. More so, yeah. yeah. The that everybody um has come to associate with soap operas. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, They've done good. So apparently, it was a hit, and the two kids, the writer and the director, um, Alex and Nell, <laughs> get together. <laughs> oh, not before the the ladies give her a makeover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, how, the music. Time, how much time did they have in between the filming? Because it almost made it, made it look like they were doing a reality show of the weekend right. up to the the live show. Yeah, and they were only supposed to be there the weekend, which is only what Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they did a lot in one little weekend. Yeah. <laughs> they like. Between like the the doing it, not doing it, the revelations, the makeover, the meditating, <laughs> right, right. There's a lot to do in a weekend, and yeah, that's what I like. To, uh, <laughs> that's what I liked about um Linda's character. She was playing like uh like what a health nut, um, uh, who wrote like books and stuff. They were like entrepreneurs now. Like Juliet had like a a beauty line of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, that she wanted to basically go for promoting, you know. Um, Wasn't she on QVC or something like that? Was she? Is that what she said? I feel like they mentioned something like that. Oh, okay. It might have been like a fake network that you would assume is like that. Yeah, they probably didn't say something up. I'm sure they didn't say QVC, but they probably yeah. <laughs> <something horrible. laughs> Right. <laughs> 
Um, so I liked it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> and right. I think that I liked it because of the nostalgia of the ladies. Of course. Um, but if you take that away, I don't know if it was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I mean, so like I didn't know who who Pete was, right? The guy that was that played Chris Rack. Well, yeah, him. Right. Um, so him being in the movie meant nothing to me because I don't know who he is. He's just an actor, <laughs> right? Uh, right. But obviously that was there for a reason, right? Um, so I was thinking about it from like the perspective of somebody, like let's just say a twenty-something-year-old that's never watched any of the '80s shows, and they're just tuning into Lifetime because maybe they just love Lifetime movies, and they're like, "Oh, a Christmas movie," but they don't know yeah. who any of these ladies are. They don't have that nostalgia right. to it. Is it a good movie? <laughs> I mean, eh, it maybe, was written maybe they know who Nickelodeon is because they're like, "Oh, it's Edie from Desperate Housewives." <laughs> maybe they I know. feel like. <laughs> no, I feel like it was specifically written for them, so it was kind of like a lifetime thing, like, hey, let's gather these actresses up and mm -hmm. write a movie around them. That's what yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Because so that otherwise the movie wouldn't have been done. So, I mean, yeah. Um, But it was cute. It was like a lot of other Christmas. And I like that, like I said, like how um, Nell and Alex were kind of like a side story to the ladies, which was important, I felt. Um, if I were grading yeah. it, I'd give it a C minus. Huh. Even with the ladies, but with this okay. nostalgia, I give it an A. <laughs> <laughs> I give it. Uh, I would give it a B plus. Um, I mean, it's, it, but like, also, you got to think what. I liked it enough they, that I hope that they make a sequel. There. there. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I definitely hope they do something like this again. I mean, Lifetime is kind of known for um, getting some reunions together in TV movies. Um, they did like a Facts of Life one. They where they had just like Kim Fields and um, the girl who played Blair, Lisa Welchel. Um They did it with um, some of the people from One Tree Hill too. Like yes, a few years they ago. did. Yeah. I think I recorded that. I watched that. It was cute. Um, but yeah, it's just like they kind of like do like reunions, which is kind of fun, you know, for a lifetime. Do you think that they try to get Joan Collins on board? Uh, probably not. You don't think so? No. I just know Joan. I think Joan's mainly staying in London now a days, so I don't think she really travels over here anymore. If she lived over here, Maybe, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I was just but thinking I think she just... Her, her new memoir that's out, that that would be a kind of a good way to kind of like cross-promote it. Right. It would be, but she's also just turned 90 years old, and she might be like... Um, oh, wow, she's 90? Jeez. Yeah. She just turned 90. I wow. know. Yep. Yeah. That's just something I wondered if maybe they tried to get her, and she was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right, right. And, and it could have been something like that. But, I also wondered if maybe Donna Mills has some kind of lifetime contract. Like, you know how some actors have, like, Hallmark contracts? Like, Allison Sweeney. Yeah. <laughs> Since yeah. she did the V.C. Andrews movies, like, I'm wondering if, like, she has, like, something going with Lifetime right now. <laughs> I, 
I still got to watch that Dawn movie. I didn't watch it. Did you? You watched it, right? You did yeah. the the podcast for it. Yeah. I sadly didn't yet because I take forever. I was watching last year's miniseries. The um, um, the flowers in the attic. The flowers cool. in the attic. Yeah. Yeah, which was great. But I don't know why. I just I don't know. I I like to have time to be able to watch all of it at the same time. And it's what five hours? No, five parts. So that's ten hours of time. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But I don't really have anything else to add on this. Do you? No. Just Merry Christmas, everyone. Watch this movie. It was cute. <laughs> I'm not in a rush to rewatch it. Um, maybe next year I'll watch it. I don't know if it'll be a regular, like in the regular Christmas movie rotation. Well, but it will be for me. I will. <laughs> If they do a I sequel, bought it, I'll refresh my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it on uh, Amazon Prime. You can buy it or rent it. Oh, and really? it's also, pro I'm sure it's airing every other day on Lifetime as well. So make sure you watch. I wonder if they put it on DVD. Um, oh. If, if there'll be like an extended cut and you'll get the scenes I, that you wanted. <laughs> I did, I did want to go over. Yeah, no, I totally would get it to. Um, <laughs> I wanted to go over what these ladies were in together. So, so we know Donna and Nicolette work together on Knots Landing. Nicolette and Morgan work together on Paper Dolls. And I feel like, oh, oh that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was Nicolette's first thing as Paper Dolls. Her first, her big break, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, was Paper Dolls, and it made me. I was going to text you and be like, um, we should do Paper Dolls next. <laughs> <laughs> and then there, there was something else. You, what did you say? Did you say something the other day that you wanted to do something else next? I forget. I, I mentioned the North Shore. Um, yes, because North Shannon, Shore. When I was because Shannon Doherty's in it at one point. <laughs> right, right. For five episodes, I think. No, she comes in around episode. episode ten, and then she's in it to the end. Is it? There's yeah. only like eighteen, right? Or no, twenty. There's twenty episodes. Twenty, twenty-one, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I think it was a season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. Did Donna? I don't know. I think I heard Morgan say that she worked with Donna on something. I think like a special. They used to do all kinds of specials in the '80s. Uh -huh. I think they worked together on that. Well, Morgan Lonnie also. Had... Morgan also was the original Jenna Wade on Dallas. Right, but they. I don't think they had any scenes together, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't think so. But yeah, she was the original. And I went through that. I think, um, what was it? Um, they asked Morgan to return both times that they recasted Jenna Wade, but she couldn't because she was doing other projects. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Yeah, I just feel like Morgan was in everything <laughs> in the 80s. And she was not Like I said, I know who Lonnie Anderson is. I just have n no recollection of seeing her in anything. <laughs> what, did, how, what did you think of her? Did you like I even her? looked at her filmography and I'm like, no, I haven't seen Lonnie in anything. <laughs> I have a lot of her TV movies and stuff. Um, oh. I like the series Nurses that she did. She was only in the last season, I believe. Was that, a, um, was that a sitcom or like a drama? It was a sitcom. It was on in the 90s. It was um, uh, it was a spinoff of the Golden Girls. Oh, okay. So Golden Girls spun off Empty Nest, and then uh -huh. they spun off Nurses. So there was like a big crossover event and all that stuff. Like they were all in an episode of Nurses. I just found out that Sofia Petrillo was in the last two seasons of Empty Nest. 
after the Golden yes. Palace was canceled. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was like, what? I want to rewatch. I want to rewatch Emptiness. It's all on, I think, YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. I have like DVDs. I got bootlegs like years ago that I never finished watching because <laughs> I watched too much shit. Don't admit that on air. The police will come get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not bootleg. <laughs> I recorded them <laughs> off of television in SP on VHS. <laughs> but all right, I'm going to wrap this up. So thanks for joining us for a special holiday edition of Queers and Soaps covering ladies, ladies of the 80s, A Diva Christmas. As always, you can find us on all the socials at Queers and Soaps. And until next time, have a great night. Bye. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.